Hello, hello, hello. This is another week of Controversial Corner. I wonder if we should have an intro, some kind of... Um, music. Music, funky little um, intro to start this off. But, uh, yeah, maybe not. Well, that's your expertise. You can maybe mix something for us. Yeah, maybe. So, um, this week, a number of things happened this week, isn't it? Last week we spoke about the WF. So, um, what do you want to talk about this week? Or what, what do you think, um, what's been going on in your life? <laughs> As if we aren't together every day. I think that something that came up this week for me, which is interesting to talk about, is the concept of name-calling. Mm. I find not only in secular circles, but in Christian circles, name-calling seems to be a tool utilized by many to target people for their beliefs or to alienate them and even in some ways to bully them. Okay, well, okay. Give me an example. Okay. So, if I say prosperity gospel. Okay. Or are, are, are you talking about the Netflix movie or uh, or prosperity gospel in general? No, I, I just noticed that, you know, if, if a, a trigger word for any Christian you say to them, oh, that preaches a prosperity prosperity uh, teacher and you mustn't listen to them so that's an example of name calling I've seen this week it's like a a target to belittle people and 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 put them into a box and shame people into to you know for what they believe mm-hmm. you, you've heard that word many times right yep yep I've heard, I've heard the term but I, for me I'll be honest with you every time I hear the word it all depends on what it's referring to because back in the day uh, let me be very clear. The gospel is about prosperity. In other words, it means we connect with God. And surely isn't that a prosperous thing to be in the presence of God? Yeah, how much more prosperous yeah. is if we, when you're with the Lord? And if I look at Yeshua's life, let me be clear. If I had the power like Yeshua, in other words, if I wanted, say, money, I'll go say, hey, can you go and catch a fish, pull the fish out, and the first fish you catch take the coin out and then give it for me and you let me be very clear I don't need a bank no. okay I have money at will so when we talk about prosperity for me I have this kind of idea it depends on what people mean do I believe that our focus should be about gaining finances and stuff absolutely not I believe our focus should be expanding the kingdom but um, but do I believe that we need to be poor absolutely not too I think that's a false sense of humility. And people will say, well, look at John the Baptist. He was poor. He had um, locusts and, and then he was put into prison. And, and Yeah, but let's be very clear. Um, number one, he was put into prison by the hands of people. And so suffering at the hands of people, that's a promise in the scripture. If I may, for me, I find very fascinating this whole concept of, of name-calling or they, they shame these preachers. Who are these preachers at the name again? Uh, you know, I don't want to name people because I feel like if we name people, then we're putting them into that black yeah, bracket. I, I, but, I suppose. But, but they'll, they'll call them the name of claimants, mm-hmm. the prosperity teachers. Um, they'll call them yeah. the word of faith people. people. I mean, there will always be these terms that you never see in Scripture. Like if, even if you had to just do a Bible gateway search and say, okay, let me look up the word prosper. It comes up many times. 
because the Lord says, even when they come out of Egypt, I'm the Lord will prosper you. Think of, of Joshua 1.8. You know, if you do all these things, you will make your way prosperous. Prosperity is a blessing. Think of Solomon, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Prosperity is a blessing. The problem is that people make that blessing into a an idol, like you said. And what what, what essentially I think with name-calling is the enemy is trying to rob Christians of the true... Um, the true victory that we have in Jesus. Yeah, and I know, um, you know, when you look in the scripture, you do see different types of people. You see disciples and disciples that gave up everything to follow Christ. And let me be clear, not every person on this planet is like one of those disciples where they gave up everything and they followed Christ. Yeah. I know the rich man came to him and said, I want to follow you. He said, well, then give all the things to the poor and then come and follow me. And then... The disciples said to him, well, who then can be saved? Because that's an honest answer because people need to live, they need to... Um, how can people actually have that kind of level of faith? And then the Lord says, with God, all things are possible. And, and what I find fascinating is that these people that actually bash these so-called prosperity teachers, they, the, they themselves have two cars, they have a house that they're paying off, they have uh, the go on vacations and they have more than one set of clothes in their cupboard but yet they bash that pastor for having a a certain car or having an aeroplane or having this or having that and so for me I find it very fascinating when they do that because they're being hypocritical and the Bible says with the same measure that you use it will be measured back to you what are we saying about the concept of prosperity firstly there's no such thing as a prosperity gospel. There's the it's gospel not, of not, the good news of Jesus Christ. And, and, and that in itself is a prosperity gospel, right? Because it's the good news. What do you think good news is? It's now, when people, what people do is they equate prosperity only to money. Like money. Oh. Well, and only to money, only to blessings. That means that they, so they associate the concept that prosperity means that you are being taught that nothing bad will happen in life and, and you can make it not happen because of the way that you spend your money. That's that's the, uh, oh, I don't the know. fakeness that's associated well, with it. Well, I don't it. know. I think everybody, I'm sure if you go onto Wikipedia, they'll give you a definition, and then you ask people, they'll have the definition. It reminds me of the same idea of, of sovereignty. If you ask someone, God is sovereign, what that means, everybody has their own definition of sovereignty. But when we really boil it down to... This I always look at these people that actually share or they bash the prosperity gospel people. And I look at their lives. And I look at them and I say, I don't even want to be friends with these kind of people. They stink. Number one, these people, and when I say this, I'm saying the majority of them that I have experienced in my life, number one, don't believe in the power of God is available today. I'm thinking, isn't that ironical, right? They speak against the... Um, they speak against prosperity teaching, but yet they don't even believe the scripture themselves. They don't believe. The Bible says, these are the signs that follow those that believe. In my name, they'll cast out demons. They'll speak in your tongue. They don't believe that. Yeah. Right? They, don't, don't be, they don't believe that. They don't believe in the power of God is available today. They don't believe when the Bible says, have the faith of God. That's a command that Yeshua told us. For should I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, oh no, you can't say to the mountain. 
It reminds me of the Pharisees, actually. That's why, for me, these people that say those things, they actually stink. They're like the Pharisees, where they, they make these kind of statements, and they, they, they use these highfalutin words yeah, yeah. that they try to in, uh, uh, like sway you with these uh, uh, Westminster Abbey um, phrases or... Quoting some, some uh, early church father. They're also the same people who believe that um, God sends trials and tribulations. So everything we go through in this life comes from the Lord. And and that's another area where yeah. it, it bothers me because it makes the assumption that if you believe that God is here to bless us and, and help us through, because the Bible clearly says in Psalm 23, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of the death, I'm walking through it. Mm-hmm. He's not sending me through it. Mm-hmm. I'm walking through it. He will be with me. Jesus clearly says, and um, James writes in the book of James, says, um, okay, hang on. Now you're getting into a topic where uh, I'm sure that we can walk through it, but sometimes God can put us through it too. For example, yes, there are times Yeshua was put into the um, wilderness. Yes, right? there are times that the Lord sends us, but there's also that whole sense that everything that bad that happens to anybody, it comes from God. So God is blamed for everything. So, for example, if a Christian is sick or anybody's sick, God is sending that sickness on them to to teach them something or it's a, it's a trial and a suffering. So even the trial and sufferings are defined differently by people who object to the prosperity gospel. And so I would look at, 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 at things and say, I mean, I know, I know this would take a long time to talk about the concept of does God send sickness? Does God send trials and tribulations? I mean, Yeshua. Well, it, it is called a controversial corner. So this is a kind of discussion. That we should have. But I think I think we need to stay on the topic of... of um, the prosperity but gospel. it encompasses all these yeah. things. It encompasses believing in the power of, of God. It encompasses who we are in Christ. It encompasses the, the power that we have in our words. It encompasses who sends trials and tribulations. How do we live our life? Mm-hmm. I mean, that prosperity gospel encompasses all those things. Yeah, well, again, it depends on who's saying it and what they, what they actually mean. If people say, well, our focus should be money, I'll say, of course not. That is, that is not the focus. Um, but do we need money to send the gospel, preach yeah, the gospel I, I around do, the world? I do believe you need of finances. Course. But again, it's, it's not—it's the love of money that's the root of all evil. The love it's, of money. It's not money in itself. That's Just where, like where is food that? is not. That's in Timothy. Timothy, yeah. So I, I really think that we need to look at people's fruit and the science. The Lord says, like, there's too, too many preachers out there making these statements against other preachers and the funny thing is, they disqualified before even speaking. In other words, they don't have the signs in their life. Yeah. So, technically speaking, they are out of order even speaking, number one. Number two, the fruit that's in their life, I look at their fruit and go, well, that's not really what I, I would. You say, well, the Pharisees had fruit. Yes, but look at the fruit. Mm-hmm. Is this the fruit that you would want in your life? And I remember Paul's statement. He says, the kingdom of God is not in word. But, but in power. But and he said he these signs followed them wherever they went, and it also said Jesus healed all those who were who, who were yeah, but that, by the enemy. But that was Jesus. Right? Yeah, but are we not called to imitate him? Does he not say, "When I go, I will send you a helper, and you will do greater things, greater things"? Oh, so you're saying that you're a little god? Because that's what uh, someone would say, right? What, what I'm saying to you, Andre, and mm. I know you believe this, <laughs> is that the same power that raised. 
Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that lives in me. So Holy Spirit who raised Yeshua from the dead is the same spirit that lives in me. And if he says I'm going to do greater things and he tells me to go into all the world and cast out demons and do these things, you can be sure I'm going to obey my Lord's words so what and commands. What happens if you don't cast out demons? Do you think you're out of order? Yes, of course. I think the key is go to the scripture. What does the scripture say? Like we've already mentioned, the scripture says the love of money is the root of all evil. But it also says, the Lord also tells us, if you follow my commandments, I mean, there's the whole concept of giving and receiving. Jesus himself says, give and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. If you if you sow, you will receive a harvest. I mean, I can't ignore those those scriptures. So instead of name calling, mm-hmm. instead of targeting preachers by name and putting them all in one group, it, it, it reminds me of Satan's tactics. Really, it's, it's really oh, it's it, very it's, much. Satan wants to suppress the body, doesn't want the body to step out, um, mocks people that step out, and uses so-called Christians to step out and and then Christians will say something like this well those that follow the the prosperity gospel or those preachers I don't believe that they're really saved no and for me I have to ask the question are you saved how do you know that you saved I I think a better way of doing it because I also believe not only is it the enemy's tactics to name call but he loves to divide and so what better way to separate Christians and to create this name calling concept and then and then divide us so you know I think that we can achieve so much more because we all believe in in what Jesus has done for us. I might have a different way of doing it because I understand what I think to be the scriptures. I believe these people are sincere Christians, but they have a different way of doing it. But why do we have to go on this attack and say, oh, we won't even we won't even because accept people, money or, or work with you. Well, let me be clear. Sincerity does not justify the means. The truth, words, no. I never met an insincere racist. No. Okay? So sincerity shouldn't be the one that drives the truth level. It should be the scriptures. The key thing is, those that speak against the prosperity gospel are the very ones that don't even follow the scriptures themselves. They ignore the power of God. And yet, they talk about the gospel. They don't even know what the gospel is. All they believe is, that when your person dies, they go to heaven. But they don't understand that all the promises of God are yep. in Christ, yes and amen, now. Promises that God wants to give us now so that we can further the gospel. But they don't want you. All they want to do is, is, is suppress believers so that believers don't walk out in power. But don't you reminds, think you're putting anyway, in the same corner? Okay, well, it, right, it, okay. it, it reminds, firstly, it reminds me of, the, of like the Pharisees. When anyone spoke with power, um, like for example, Yeshua and the disciples, they go, these people were with Jesus or they spoke with power but the Pharisees never did but they always bash somebody that spoke with power and then they will say something like this oh they don't know the word of God didn't they say that of the disciples it's it's exactly the same concept and the funny thing is again I always say funny thing is because this controversial corner is on Netflix they are they portray this movie and guess what let's not say the name because we don't want people watching it but this whole movie, the whole premise, the guy makes money. Of the same movie that he's criticizing the concept of prosperity for. But if you're on Netflix, aren't you making money off the movie you're making? What I'm saying is, uh, let us focus on the scripture. Let us, the scripture right. be the base, basis versus the name prosperity gospel. And I think that's what we must always get back to. Let's have a discussion based on scripture. Because I would say, someone will say to me, oh, you, whatever they will call us names, 
I would say to them, well, do you believe in the power of God today? Mm-hmm. Um, do you believe it's available today? Do you know that God loves us? To, do you know the same, mm-hmm. that we are seated with Christ in the heavenlies today? Yeah. Before we even die. Do you know the Holy Spirit's inside us now, today? Amen. Do you know that the kingdom of God is inside us today? Today. It's not, oh, sometime in the future. It's, it's in us today. Yeah. Yes. Salvation um, is, is, is... And amazing that people believe in heaven. People are so skeptical of the miracles what God is doing. They're so skeptical of that. But at the same time, is they 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 believe in heaven. I'm going. Why is it? How can you believe in heaven? And you don't. And you're skeptical of the miracles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it seems like a. I think there's also this whole uh, fallacy about consequences. So in other words, you there's a belief they they will criticize the prosperity gospel that if you do this you will get this. But yet the whole scripture is based on conditions. I mean there's a condition to being to getting into heaven. There's a condition. The condition is Romans 10:9 and 10. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, then everything that happens in scripture there is a a choice to make. There's a consequence. If you choose Deuteronomy 28, if you choose you this day to 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 follow and obey His commandments, you will you will receive life. If you cho- you know if you choose to follow me, Jesus so, so, said. So why are you bring that up? I'm bringing that up because people have this concept that the prosperity gospel is that if I do A, B, and C, then I get X, Y, and Z. And the fact is that's true. That is scriptural. If I sow, I will reap. If I give tithe, my money will be blessed. Malachi 3.10 And I can hear someone will say, well, we don't need to necessarily tithe to be blessed. And I would agree because the Bible says that because of Christ, we are already blessed. We don't need to do something to be blessed. 100%. But at the same time is we need to understand we appropriate the blessing by the things that we do. Right. In other words, for example, you have to confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart. Now, what happens if I think it in my mind? Well, I suppose if you can't speak, then maybe you have that option and you can maybe be write it down or, or something. Okay, but we're talking about generally. Yeah, generally. So you, have to, you have to speak it out. Right. Like, like, for example, the scripture says in, in uh, Ephesians 6 verse 2, if you honor your parents, you will have long life. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, it, so it, even, it will be well with you. So even yeah. believers, even believers who do not honor their parents, hey, I'm thinking maybe you're not going to have long life. You yeah, know what course, I'm saying? Of course, of course, of course. What I'm trying to say is that if, if people choose... To ignore those scriptures, which are so-called prosperity scriptures, wow. mm-hmm. do I? I mean, am I here to change them? Are you here to change them, or do we just say, "Listen, I understand why you believe that," because you take comfort in it? Yeah, well, I think especially nowadays we're talking about the end times, right? Right. And in nowadays, the Lord says, "Him who is unjust, let him be unjust." I think we are called to speak, to share, but we're not called to force people to do anything. No. And I also think we are called to unity in, in the church. 100%. But the thing at the same time is we also need to watch out for the wolves yes. that are in sheep's clothing. Yes. Or the snakes and the goats and the dogs. And so sometimes we look at these things and we look at them and we don't know who's a fox, who's a snake, who's a dog, who is a goat. A goat. Yeah. Those things we have to be cautious of. That's why we're having these kind of discussions. So the question comes. But I think sometimes we can go to the other gutter where we think everybody's opposite. opposite versus, yeah, you know, I think there needs to be a. Well then, okay. So how would we determine it? I think I think that the age-old question is, what is the foundation? What are the key pillars? The key pillars have to be, God loves us. 
Yes. Two. The, For God what, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Okay, so that's number one. Love God loves us. Loves the world. Yes. Okay. Number two, that Christ died for us, and that that the sacrifices that are in Christ very important. But what are those sacrifices for? Like, and what are they like? It not only is it salvation, which it is, and from the wrath of God and connecting us with God, and from but his there, judgment. There are other things too, right? By his stripes we are healed. This is the scripture. There's a lot of other things that are fall underneath the sacrifice that Christ made for us. So the total salvation. Yeah, what he's done for us. Right. Okay. Um, then you have Holy Spirit. People may know the first or second one. But Holy Spirit, the Lord says, I'll send another one unto you, a comforter, liken unto me. People don't know Holy Spirit. If you say to me, what are the top three things? That will be maybe the top three. And then the fourth one I'll throw out there will be who he has made us to be. We are no longer slaves of the world. We are slaves of Christ. We are children of God. What does that mean? If a, a child of God, how does a child of God speak? Yes. Does he speak with authority? Or does he speak like a... Um, like a mouse. Like, like, like a person that has no faith. Or, yeah. No, they speak with authority because they are children of God. They know their authority. And I know I can go on and talk about pillars, but I think in the body of Christ, if we understood, people understood that God loves them, understood the sacrifices of God, understood the working of Holy Spirit and who Holy Spirit is, mm -hmm. and what what He has made us to be, that will be that'll help us have a close relationship with God, where we can call Him Father. No, but I would challenge you on one thing, because one thing that has been I notice is that the North American church preaches on the love of God all the time, so much so that they neglect the wrath of God, which is why he loves us so much to save us from his wrath. So, yeah. and how do you find that out? That's from the laws of God. And I understand that goes further, but when you say that what Christ's sacrifice that, means, his is, sacrifice is saving us mm -hmm. from the judgment of God, which we deserve because of our sins. So I would throw that into number two. When you hear people call, call some oh, prosperity teacher or, or look at what this person said, I would challenge everybody to look at these people's lives. Look at the people that are saying this. Hey, what are they driving? What house do they live in? What clothes are they? Who are they hanging out with? What are they doing for the kingdom of God? And do they walk in the power? Do they look like Christ? If they don't, why are we listening to them? And, and why do we spend so much time listening to people who are ready to bash other preachers Versus listening to people who are building the kingdom, trying to drive the word of God. Now, I know, I know not everybody has we, not, not everybody has the truth on everything. Like nobody has that corner. Okay? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> and so that's why that favorite statement of mine, which comes from one of those prosperity label teachers, is chew the hay and spit out the sticks. What can you learn? What can you learn from everybody? There's something to be learned from all the saints. And we don't need to spend our time bashing groups of people who are bringing hundreds of thousands. I was brought to the I was brought to the God. So were you. Both of us came to the Lord because of those prosperity teachers. Why? Those labeled prosperity teachers. Why? Because they were going into the world and preaching the gospel. It's really. I was moved not by intellect. I was moved by the power of God. Yeah. The power of God moved me. And I was moved power, by His promises. Yeah, but it's the power of God that that moved you. And because of this power that moved us, we recognize the power of God. Yeah, but some people yeah. don't recognize it because they, it, it, their faith is based on intellectual. Mm -hmm. And what happens is when your faith is based on intellectual, what happens is 
it will be tested and will fail. Mm-hmm. Versus based on power, you have this experience. You can, you know, you know that you know. How do you know? I just know that I know that I know. I, I can't explain. I just know. Maybe one day we need to have someone here on the podcast with us who believes that way, so we can have a good discussion about what. Well, the differences that we have, because we know we're very passionate about this topic, because we've seen the power of God evident not only in our lives but in many others, demons being cast out, people being set free, delivered, addictions broken, bodies healed. Uh, I mean, we've seen the power of God working, not because of our strength or our straight, uh, our amazing ability, but because of Holy Spirit in us. Just all we're, we're the vessels. We're just the vessels, because that's what He says. We co-laborers. Do go and do likewise, and 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 anyway, and do all that I've commanded you to do. Yep, and the Lord says, "He who gathers, you know, gathers for me, does not scatter. Yeah, and he who does not gather scatters. And then He also says, "He who casts out in my name, that cannot speak evil of me. It will not be easy for them to speak evil of me. And I think if we just keep focusing on the key priorities, focusing on what God has done, focusing on the scriptures." Look at people, um, not but looking at their PhDs or, oh, this person got a PhD. Forget about that. If you're looking at PhDs, you already lost the plot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You need to focus on what does Christ say and whatever he says, how does it match up to, to these people? Absolutely. So that, I think, that concludes our little discussion on... Name the, calling. Uh, well, not really. I think it's really... I don't think the problem is name calling. It's really the, the issue is prosperity gospel that 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 name calling of the prosperity gospel trying to hurt people by saying prosperity gospel where the gospel in itself is a prosperity gospel it's good news it's it's we're prosperous in all areas how do people how yeah. finances a relationship with god i mean i mean emails that we receive from people say listen to this person and you go okay let me look at that person's life and i want to look at that person's life that person's life stinks I can't listen to what that person says. Their life is not an example for you to listen to. Yeah. So it, it just, yeah. Uh, and I think um, hopefully this is going to resonate with some people. Some people might reject it. That's okay. That's why it's called Controversial, Controversial Corner. Corner. Okay, so with that, uh, must I close and pray or you want to close? Uh, I can close and pray. Okay. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time we've had together. I thank you that we were able to hash out some issues uh, in the scripture I pray for all those people who are listening right now Lord if they don't know you I pray that they seek you with all their heart and Lord would you bless those who already know you and are listening to this that they get closer to you um, I pray a blessing on all those who are who have managed to tune into this and 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 just give them your peace, Lord, that unsurpassed peace. And I pray that they work work the good work that you've called them to do. And I pray this all in Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. Amen.